Welcome to the Messy Walk Podcast with Pastor Adam Cook, where our goal is to have a genuine and authentic conversation about the Christian faith journey and what a messy walk with Jesus really looks like. Make sure to follow us for future episodes that will be posted regularly each Wednesday. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hey everyone, welcome to the Messy Walk Podcast. I'm your host, Steph, here with Pastor Adam. I am here, right here. Hello. Hey y'all. We are on episode 124. This is number three in our new series titled Things I Wish I Would Have Known When I First Started Following Jesus. And I added the first by accident. That's all right. But anyway, our first week we did episode one, um, I Wish I Would Have Known um, That It's Okay to Be a Baby Christian. Yes. And then last week we talked about I Wish I Would Have Known That the Bible is Not Easy to Read. Yes, that was a good one. That was a long episode for us, for me and Steph. And um, it also went in a weird direction where we started talking about brushing teeth yes. and making your dental appointment. So <laughs> <laughs> enough of that one. All right. So this week, what is it, Theo? The Christian life will be messy. Yeah. So we wish we would have known or somebody would have told us that when we first started following Jesus, that the Christian life will be messy. Now, we had to include this one in this list because this is the Messy Walk podcast, right? <laughs> um, and I feel like we have said, if I had to pick one thing, so this is a this is episode 124. So we have been doing this podcast for over two years, um, about two and a half years then, right? Because we only do about, I think we want to do about 49 or 50 a year so far. There's a couple weeks we take off. So you're talking about a good two and a half years of this podcast. And I think the most recurring theme on the whole thing, which is good because we named it the Messy Walk Podcast, is the fact that that our lives are messy, even as Christ followers. And I think there is this presumption um, when we first start following Jesus that everything's going to be great, you yes. know, and that things are going to be awesome all the time, and it's going to be spiritual highs everywhere, yeah. like it was when we got saved, right, and like it was when we got baptized or whatever it was, and. And I don't think as Christians we talk enough about the fact that our lives as Christ followers are messy. I think that we we hide it. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, we, I do. we act like everything's cool because if we don't act like everything's cool, then it's going to hurt our witness or it's going to make us look like we're not good Christians or what. I don't know what it is that keeps us from doing it. But I think that we constantly are always like not real about our faith walk. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and you're like afraid to be real because someone's going to meet you with, well, oh, you should do this, or you should pray more, or read the Bible more. Yeah, yeah. or or your unchristian friends are going to be like, why would I want to follow that, right? Yeah. Um, You know, I don't know what it is, but I, th- I think that we have this tendency. I'm guessing it's a sinful nature inside of us, but then also it's the enemy yeah. of faking it. Right? The and, pride. Yeah, you know what I mean? And then we, we go through this stupid, we believe this stupid lie of the enemy that's fake it till you make it, right? Don't let anybody see you sweat. Never let a, never let anybody see you cry. That is a bunch of bull. It is. Like, that is not true, authentic Christianity. Like, let them see you sweat. Let them see you cry. Don't fake anything till you make it. Be real and authentic, right? What the Lord is looking for in us is not perfection. It is not for us to have it all figured out. It's not for us to pretend like we have it all figured out. He's looking for authenticity. Authenticity. He's looking for heart. Everything's always about the heart with God, which means it's going to be messy because we have messy hearts. And so I wish somebody would have told me. I wish we would have known when we first started following Jesus. Like Stephanie, we talked about this, is that 
is that the Christian life will be messy. Like the Christian life will have ups and will have downs. And we usually learn this lesson the hard way instead of like being honest, like seasoned veteran Christian, mature Christians, start being honest with people around you who are newer to following Jesus that this thing is going to have ups and it's going to have downs. It's going to have some of the highest highs that there ever are in life and some of the lowest lows that there ever could be. Yeah. Um, and it, and it's, you're not going to escape it because it's part of the messy walk that we call following Jesus. Um, we usually learn this thing the hard way. Like, because I didn't really know that Christianity following Jesus had mountains and valleys. You know what I mean when we say mountains and valleys? Like, yeah. like that there are mountaintop moments and then there are valleys. There are highs and there are lows. There are ups and there's downs. Yeah, right? like God's answering your prayers and things yeah. are going right. And then it's like, I don't know if I hear from God. Yeah, or, like you see him moving and it's undeniable, yeah. right? And you have these spiritual moments where you feel like you're in his presence, um, and, and that could be at a, a worship service. It could be, you know, in the middle of you serving someone. It could just be in a hard spot at life where you're like, God is real and it's undeniable. And then you have these moments where you're like, you were talking, where you're like, is he even real? Does he even exist? I don't feel him. I don't see him. I don't understand this, right? I, you know, like that there's going to be these things. And I didn't really know that when I first started following Jesus. Like, I got saved as a young boy. And I was just mountaintop experience. I thought things were going to be great. And then I was a young kid when I was following Jesus. So everything was cool. Everything was fine, right? And then crap starts happening. You walk into teenage years. You get temptation. You get sin. You, you know, things happen to your parents. They happen in your family, right? And you're like, what is going on? Like, what is up with these? I thought following Jesus was going to fix all this stuff, you know? And that there are these real valleys. Um, and so I, I assumed. As a young follower of Jesus, I assumed that the downs, that the valleys were the result of a lack of faith on my part or the result of sin. Yeah. Right. And I just assumed that was always the case. Um, And sometimes that was the case. Like sometimes that is the cause of our um, disconnect from God, right? There's unconfessed sin, there's sin we refuse to repent, right? There is um, a lack of faith. You yeah. Know, what, sh- sure, right? There's a lack of discipline. There's a lack of us um, desiring God, right? But that's not always the case. It's not always the case at all. Like sometimes those valleys are God um, stretching us. You know, they're, I don't like this word, but God testing our faith or you know there are spiritual there are spiritual lows and spiritual valleys. I, you can use the phrase like um, spiritual deserts. Yeah, right? like a when desert. You, yeah, yeah, when you feel disconnected from God, you feel like God is kind of pulled away from you, or He's not as close. There are seasons that that's caused by unconfessed sin and unrepented sin, and those. But there are seasons where that's not the case, where it's God. It's a God ordained season of spiritual desert, um, and it's not necessarily because you did anything. Yeah, it's God taking you through a season for some reason, purpose for growth, or whatever. And those valleys end up being monumental in us following Jesus. Um, but I wish somebody would have told me that those existed. You know what I mean? Yeah. And what can what can a valley look like or a desert experience like? When what can so that I look think, like? I think that um, uh, so it can look like this. It can be you've had a spiritual high. Um, 
your salvation moment, your baptism moment, like some whatever it may be. Um, and then spiritual highs can't last forever, right? That's right. And so you walk naturally into a season where there's not these monumental moments, right? Yeah. That you feel or you don't feel like they're monumental. So here's an example of this just on everyday life. As a pastor, most Sundays for me are mountaintop experiences, right? So I get to preach and teach the word. I get to watch the church gather. I get to see people saved, see people set free, see families attending church that I never thought that would happen. I mean, I can just give you yeah. the whole gamut. Like watching people grow, like I can pop up and I can, it, it'll be before the service and the band's warming up and the singers are singing or whatever. And and then you see somebody like you. You see a Stephanie and you go, God, I remember when, you know, she wouldn't sing in front of anybody, right? Mm-hmm. And look at her. You know what I mean? You have these moments where you've watched people grow. It just feels like a spiritual high. Um, and then you'll proceed through the Sunday and God will move and you'll feel that and and then you walk into Monday, right? At the same building you was at for Sunday. And then it's everybody's problems and issues and mad. and Or it's nothing. It's just kind of like hmm, ho-hum. Yeah. I call it a holy hangover. Yeah, that's good. Right? Where it's like there was a spiritual high and then you come out of it. And it's just natural. It's, it's, it's the movement down into a valley, even if it's just a little valley, right? So there's these mm-hmm. smaller little valleys that come off of – you know, um, holy moving days right? Yes, or moments. Yes. So they're kind of small valleys, right? For me, that happens every week. So I've said this on a podcast a bunch too. Every Monday, I want to quit. Every Monday, I want to quit. I Sunday, Sunday, I feel like I could do nothing else in, the, in this world. Like I was born for it. You know, I love it. And then Mondays will hit and I want to quit every single Monday morning, you know, um, and so, and then it'll happen again. Sunday will roll around, or something will happen on a Tuesday, right? Where I'll feel like God's real and God's moving, <laughs> and it'll be a little mountaintop, and then back down in the valley. So that's kind of a repeated thing. But then lots of valleys come from their extended seasons after a spiritual high of some sort, right? Mm-hmm. Where um, you're walking through a season where God is teaching you um, what it looks like to serve without being noticed. Yeah. I was actually going to ask you that. Like I went through my first desert experience some years ago and then I realized it was like, it felt like no one was there. Mm -hmm. I couldn't speak to anyone. And I was like, okay, this is what this is. This is very uncomfortable because you're used to depending on other people, you know? And you walk through a season where God's trying to teach you that all you need is him. Yep. And that it's not about these monstrous high church moments that it's, Day, real faith is walked out daily in the in and outs of every single daily life, right? Yeah. And in the mundane, like God is in the mundane. Mm-hmm. You know, He's in the every day you get up, you wake up, you eat breakfast, or you forget, like I do. You go to work, <laughs> you cram some food down, you come home, you do laundry, you do dishes, you wake up, you do it all over again. He's like, never like leaving you. He's God's with you in, in the, the dead mundane, of night. Right. He's there. He's in the middle of all that stuff too. That mm-hmm. there's beautifulness in the mon- in the mundane of life. Yeah. So in the monotony of life, there's still beautifulness. There is things to be grateful for. And he has to take you through those seasons to be able to teach you that. You know, and so he does. He takes us through those. You know, yeah. and sometimes those 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 valleys last a long time. Um sometimes it's we're way too dependent upon what people think about us. And yeah. so he takes us through seasons where he starts to strip away um the 
how much how much emphasis we put on what other people think. You it's know? true, yeah. The whole the whole um, teaching us how to serve with nobody noticing it is a big deal, and a lot and then he does that with everybody. And it takes seasons to realize that I'm not serving other people. I'm serving him. It doesn't matter if nobody else sees it, right? He builds integrity through that. You know, like the key of integrity is doing the right thing when nobody's paying any attention. Okay, right? I feel like I'm having a moment right now. I feel like you're just preaching to me. Like there's something <laughs> I'm kind of going through. So thank you. Yeah, well, I mean that's yeah. why God works, right? Yeah. So if he doesn't, if wow. he doesn't work you through that, then how do you hear the truth of that when it's time for him to tell you? You know what I mean? Like, and so it's all kinds of stuff like that. You know, um, he has to build it. So what are we doing when nobody's paying attention? That's are right. we still? Are we? Do we still trust him? And are we still obedient to him when we don't feel him, right? So so me and you said this earlier that when we were prepping for this, and our prep for this, by the way, was about a 90-second conversation, so no, <laughs> lot, no real prep. Um, matter of fact, I just talked to two girls uh, in the student ministry the other day who are going to start a podcast, a Christian teenage girls podcast. Okay, I it's love that really so cool, much. Right? I told them we'll help them in any way possible. Yes. They were like, we don't know what to do. It's going to cost so much. I was like, it don't cost nothing. We did all ours for 200 bucks, right? And they were like, well, you got to prep all this. I was like, you ain't got to. We prep about 90 seconds. Anyway, um, if it comes, we're going to have them. If they do it, we're going to have them on. Oh, my um, goodness. It'd be really cool. What are, can we say their names or should we say it for later? I don't know them. I just met them. So I just met them Sunday. Olivia knows them. I don't. So this would be bad if they listen because I didn't remember their names. But uh, No, it's okay. Um, it's pretty You'll cool. You'll know them. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. So we'll have them on if it's the case. Proud anyway, of you girls. You and I were just talking about it the other day that, I mean, no, excuse me, today for 90 seconds of prep. <laughs> and uh, look, I prayed before this too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right, girl. Um, that we are so driven on our emotions as humans. Oh, yes. Right? So driven on our emotions that when we feel joy and happiness, God's good and God's great and we trust him. And then we our emotions shift, which they do all day long, all the time. Then we shift down into a uh, life's life, ho-hum, sad, depressed, mad. Then all of a sudden our faith walk is driven by our emotions. God has to take us through some spiritual deserts and valleys for us to learn and realize that our emotions are not what our faith is based on. That's right. right. And that we don't base following Jesus on our, on our emotions. You know what I mean? Yeah, because your emotions are fickle. Yeah. So, I mean, you need to know, you need to hear it from veteran Christians, right? Man and woman, you're hearing it from right now that uh, this Christian walk is messy. It is full of ups and downs. Some of them are caused by us. Lots of them are caused by us. Some of them ain't. It's God taking us through seasons to see it and that it cannot be about our emotions. It cannot be based on our emotions. Yeah. Um, if us following Jesus is based on emotions, we are in trouble. Yeah, that's like if you base anything on your emotions, anything. like what you do in your daily life, yeah, you can be in trouble. I mean, it's really like I think it is a life principle, like you said. Like if anything we do is based on emotions, we're in trouble. If if my marriage is based on emotions. Valerie and I would have been divorced 565 times and remarried 564 times. You know what I mean? Like, right. like it would just constantly be that way. Um, if it was based on my, if my relationship with my children was based on emotions, then I would hate them one minute, love them one minute, hate them one minute, love them one minute. And I'm not, I'm being real, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it can't. Nothing works based on your emotions. Right, and that takes us back to the story of the prodigal son that you're talking about. Yeah, we were about. talking about that last mm-hmm. episode, right? You can't. Nothing can be based on your emotions, and so 
I think one way that we need to know that is we need to realize the reality, like accept the reality and know and hear that the Christian life is full of ups and downs. It's full of peaks and valleys. It's full of highs and lows. It is messy. Um, and, and you are going to screw up. Yes, you are definitely you are going, going to, to mess up a lot more than you would ever know. Even when you think you're like way down the line. Yes, you and I, we are innately sinful. Like my go-to phrase to describe us as humans, and I stole this from somebody, I don't know who, over the years, but we are glory-thieving rats. That's what we are. We are self-focused, stealing glory from God all the time, and we battle this sinfulness in our walk all the time. You are going to mess up. You are more sinful than you could ever imagine. Right? And you're also more loved by God than you can ever right, imagine. Right. Isn't that crazy? It, it is crazy. Yeah. It's amazing. And that's the that's that's the beauty of this walk too. Like that's mm-hmm. the beauty of the messiness too. Is that we struggle and we sin and God takes us through these valleys and it's all because he loves us. Right? He's there for us in all of it. You know what I mean? Yes. Like like it, it's it, it is that's that's the realness of it. It it is it is brutal, um, but beautiful at the same time, right? He loves us through all that. I mean, think about the fact that Jesus, like he dies on the cross, and he knows the sins that he's dying for of people who will never accept him. But then, even deeper than that, he knows that Adam Cook's going to accept him as a young boy. Adam Cook's going to follow him in the ministry. Mm-hmm. And Adam Cook's still going to spit in his face after he knows how great God is. You know what I mean? After he knows that Jesus has died for him and he's beloved, he's still going to steal his glory like a rat. You know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. real talk. It makes me want to cry right now. You know, yeah. it's the beautifulness of it. Um, but it's it's tough. There's a, there's a lot. You are more sinful than you realize. And you're going to make choices when you know that it's not what you're supposed to do. And you, you know that that's not what God wants for you. It's not the best for you. But you're still going to make it sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you just got to keep on moving forward. You and you lean into it. his forgiveness yeah. and, his, and his grace, right? And you try, to, you try to grow from it, you know, and let God grow. You let the Holy Spirit grow in you and grow those actions, you know, and grow, the, grow that faith. Um, but I mean, we're more sinful than we could ever imagine. Like, I'll prove it to you. Um, we sin constantly, all the time. The first thought of every single day is sin for us. When we wake up in the morning, the first thing we think about in some capacity is ourselves. That's right. It's the first thought. It's the first thought. We wake up in the morning and our our initial thought at the beginning of this day where God has allowed us to, to live again and breathe, right? We wake up no capacity on our own to do this. Like we don't wake up and go, I'm going to wake up now. I'm going to start my heart beating. I'm going to start breathing. Like we don't do any of that. We wake up in this just perfect grace of being allowed to wake up. That's right. Right? And the first thought we think is about ourselves in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. The very first thought. And sometimes it's phone or Bible. Yeah. I, we wake up, I'm hungry. Oh, I didn't sleep good. Oh, I want to sleep some more. Oh, what do I have to do today, right? Mm-hmm. Let me grab my phone and mindlessly go to like Like we just, the first thought we have every day. I'm going to sleep in. Every day. Mm-hmm. And this is every human. Like I, you, I dare you to show me a human who has ever woken up and their first thought of the day was not about themselves. Right. Like it's, that we're just naturally sinful. And so that sinfulness, one, of course, that's why we need Jesus, right? But two, 
you shouldn't expect this walk with, with Christ to be anything but messy because we are messy people, you know? Yeah. We're jacked up. And, you know, let me go back around to this. Even the obedient, even the most obedient believer, like even the most seasoned, mature Christian wrestles with thorns in their life. You know, like, like I think that we all outside of Jesus, of course, and then outside of like Mary in scripture right away, like if you're Catholic, you know, if you're Catholic, you think a lot of Mary, right? You think too much of Mary, actually. Mm -hmm. And us as Protestants, we think too little of Mary, usually, right? But Mary's one of the most, one of the best examples in Scripture of a disciple of Jesus. Um, And then you get, like, to Paul. And don't you think that the majority of us as Christ followers believe that Paul was a ridiculously mature follower of Jesus and was sold out to the gospel? You know what I mean? I mean, don't you think that, right? Yes, and Paul, like a a leader in the gospel that in the church that we look to, as we, we look up to him, right? Yeah. We read his word. He gives guidance to the early church. I mean, his understanding of of the nature of the gospel, the application of the gospel, how to reach people, how to care for people. I mean, he's just a great example of what it means to follow Christ. Even Paul, the most seasoned veteran. Uh, uh, veteran, uh, mature follower of Jesus, I can think of it in Scripture, outside of maybe Mary, and of course Jesus. Even he talks about a thorn he wrestles with, that that God says, I'm not taking this from you, that my grace is sufficient, right, to cover it. And so he even talks about this thorn he wrestles. And there's all kinds, of, all kinds of thoughts on what that thorn is for him, right, all kinds. Um, I think that it's probably self-righteousness, you know, if you read through Paul's letters, there is an air of um, I got it all together, right? Even though he pushes back against that a lot, I think he might, you know, he fights with this attitude of arrogance or self-righteousness. And he's praying for God to take this away from me. And this thorn in his side is what he references. Mm-hmm. And then God's like, no, I'm not taking it away. Like, my grace is sufficient for you. So even even the most veteran follower of Jesus can wrestle with a thorn. Okay, what's an example of a thorn? Oh, man. Um, All right, so you got those couple from Paul, Mm -hmm. right? But um, things we struggle with sexually, Mm -hmm. right? Those are big examples of it. Like, um, we don't want to be that way. We don't want to think that way. We don't want to, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's a good example. But we keep going back to it, and we just can't seem to, it's just this thorn here, right? We have a sexual struggle that we constantly come back to. That's a really good one. Yeah, fits lot. Actually, fits everybody. Yeah. Right? Everybody. I'm not talking about anybody specifically here with a specific sexual sin. Everybody has Everyone has some sexual type. sin or hang up in some way. Um that's a good one. Um uh there's so many of them. Um these are these are those sinful things that you struggle with that you just can't seem to stop struggling with them, right? So um low self-esteem. Right? Yeah. Low yeah, self-esteem yeah. is a big one. Right, that you want to see yourself like God sees you, but every single time you turn around, you fall back into shame and guilt, or seeing yourself as weak or inferior or not capable, right, um, or different in a bad way. You know, you want to believe that you are fearfully and wonderfully made, knit together in the innermost being of your mother before the foundation of the earth. 
but yet you keep going back to I'm nothing special, right? That's a good one, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Low self-esteem. Yeah. That's a thorn. That's a good example. That you're, you're carrying around. Like, even the most veteran believer may have a thorn like that. Um, you know, th- there's so many examples of them. Like, for me, it's um, it's hard to admit, um, especially on this podcast where people are listening for wisdom. Um, I struggle with uh, thinking I'm the smartest person in the room, right? Given my intellect and knowledge mm-hmm. more credence than it should get, right? Um not asking for help, right, is an example of a thorn. Yes. Like, you know you should, that. and yet you don't. And you constantly battle this. Like, you're constantly coming back to that you should admit that you don't know something or you can't do something or you need help or whatever, and you won't do it. Um, you you want it done a, your way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's so many of them, you know. But every believer struggles with thorns in their side that God's grace has got to be sufficient, which means – you and I are going to struggle. This thing is going to be messy. There are ups and there are downs. Um, and that holy hangovers are real. If you didn't get anything else from this episode, holy hangovers are real. Yeah. I just recently had to, to go back to that, I just recently um, had to talk with this to, to, to Olivia about this. Olivia is our 16-year-old. Olivia is a saved Christian. She's a worship leader. Mm-hmm. Um, she is a great young lady of God. Beautiful young lady. And we just recently had to have this talk where she said to me one day, she had heard me reference Holy Hangover before, and she heard her mama reference it, me and Valerie reference it all the time. And she had said, Daddy, well, can you explain, and this is a 16-year-old, can you explain this Holy Hangover thing to me? I think I'm experiencing it. And it was, we had had, you know, she's been serving on the worship team and the adults, and she's been helping as a student leader and all these things. And she had had this cool mountaintop experience, and then she walked into Monday and Tuesday and felt like, is this real? Yeah. You know, this is pointless. Does it even matter? Right? You know, those things you feel. And we had to explain to her that the Christian life is messy, baby, that that there are ups and there are downs. And God is doing more in the lows than you believe. And I believe he's doing more in the lows that you have than he would ever be able to do in the highs. Like he's growing us in ways in the valleys that we have no idea about, no mm-hmm. clue, right? No clue. Right. Um, there's this guy I follow. Um, <clears throat> his name is Wayne Cordero, and he is a church planting guru, guru, been around for a long time, planted churches and pastor churches in Hawaii. And Wayne taught this thing one time about faith and zeal, right? So zeal is this is this passion, this, you know, experiential like excitement right so zeal is like on fire right mm-hmm. mountaintop type thing and faith is different than zeal and we tend to combine those because we're emotional like we said before so we yes. tend to combine that our faith is high and our zeal and our passion is high and what he explained is is and he used this chart thing it was really cool i can't really do it on here but i'm doing it with my hands right now um and he was like you know when you first start following jesus your faith is baby, it's teeny, right? But your zeal is high. And then as you walk through these mountains and valleys, your zeal kind of comes down, right? So, so all of a sudden you're a Christian, you start following, and you're so excited. Yes. And then it doesn't take very long for life to kick you in the teeth, and your zeal starts to fall, 
right? Or one we're getting ready to share on this on this series is uh, people aren't as excited about your faith as you are, right? And so your zeal starts to fall. But all the while, you don't quit. You keep following Jesus. And your faith is down here, and it's growing. It's growing, steady, small, steady. But it's usually growing the most when your passion is decreasing, right? Because you're not quitting. You're staying in there through there. And what God's doing is he's building a foundation of faith that's not based on your zeal, right? It's that's not good. Ba- you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's right. And so what ends up happening is, is that they begin to meet. The faith starts to grow. The zeal settles into something significant and serious instead of some mountaintop. Everything's got to be mountaintop, crazy, exciting. Something sustainable, right? yep. yeah. It settles in. And then you start to get the faith growing that really has no metric on the zeal. Like you can be you can be like gung-ho, things are great and awesome, and your faith's still big. You can be down in the dumps and it's not going well, and I'm, but I'm trusting God. My faith is big. You know what I mean? And yep, it's not contingent right. upon that emotion anymore. And so we had to we had to walk Olivia through that recently because um, she's starting to experience it. And I think the more you grow in your faith, the more you'll start to see that God really grows your faith in these lower moments. Like um, since COVID, right? COVID is very, very tough on lots and lots of people in lots and lots of ways. But I can only speak to mine. You were telling me this earlier about how hard it was for you personally during yes. COVID. For me, for me in church, it was extremely – I've never faced anything like it in a church world. And I walked through this long period of like two years going, God, nothing's working. People aren't here. They don't care. They're not – they're not paying attention. They, you know what I mean? Like, what the heck happened? You know? And, but God, I'm not going to quit. I'm going to sustain faith. And through this long two and a half, three year period, God has grown my faith in Him that He's in charge, that the gospel is moving, that nothing can stop the church of Jesus. Um, even if I'm in a long season of what the heck is going on. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it just, it grew. During that, but God grew my faith more during a long season of loneliness paired up with COVID. That was my back to back. Yeah. It was like two years worth of this battle of loneliness, and then COVID hits. God has grown my faith more in the last four years than I think He ever did before. You know, and it was through these through these hard seasons. Um, he grows us more in those difficult times because he's got your attention more in the difficult times than he, he does. ever does at the serious, you know, the, these mountaintop experiences. And I'm not saying we shouldn't have mountaintop experiences where we encounter the presence of God, but God is just as present in the valleys. You know what I mean? Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes, absolutely. So round this back around in this thing, Steph, I think what we're trying to say is the Christian life is messy. Yeah. And I wish somebody would tell me that. And so everybody needs to hear that right now, that there's ups and downs, there's highs and lows. Um, there are peaks and there are valleys. And you're going to experience them all, and it's part of the walk. Some of it you cause, some of it you don't. And God is good and faithful through it all. Yeah, and even though you feel alone, God will never leave you nor forsake you. He's always with you. Absolutely. And you're always going to struggle with something. Always. Always. You know, so it's okay. Like, we need to lean into that more. Like, Paul also says, I boast in my weaknesses. Yeah, that's right. right. I boast in my weaknesses, right? I'm, I'm okay. I struggle. I'm messy. 
Like, so be real and authentic with your walk. And if you are leading in any capacity a young new Christian, lead them in authenticity, please. Please lead them in being authentic. Yeah. Um, I've discovered that um, that the best thing that I can bring to the table as a leader in Jesus's church is being real. Yeah. And being authentic. Right. Yeah. The best thing I can bring to the table. Set a tone of realness. Um, that there are that everybody struggles. That everybody has troubles and problems and sins and. Um, that there are seasons where things are just rough um, and it's okay. Right. It's okay. So it is. Okay. Well, thank you for joining us this week and thank you, Pastor Adam, for what you shared today. Thank you, Steph. I appreciate it. You guys check us out on all the junk, social junk, Facebook and Instagram and share this episode, please. And like it. And we'll be back next week with the fourth one in this series. And if I can get this to work, I'll tell you what it is. Uh, the fourth one, which kind of goes with what we just said, so we may end up repeating ourselves, but we might need to, the way that conversation was going. Right. Um, you are not alone in your struggles. You're not alone in your struggles, which kind of sounds similar to what we just said. Yeah, what so, we just said. So maybe we need to say it twice, so we'll say it again. It's like next. reading a book twice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll see you guys later. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for joining us on the Messy Walk Podcast with Pastor Adam Cook. Make sure to follow us for future episodes that will be posted regularly each Wednesday. Have a good day.